Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Throughout the course of this week in the programme, I've talked to um, obviously a variety of different people, but two people in particular, um, their stories really stuck with me. And one was um, Sandra, who was with us earlier this week. She talked about the pain of, of losing her foster son in a jet ski accident earlier this year. Um, and yesterday we heard from another mother uh, who was talking about her 13-year-old teenage boy who had been the victim of an assault in Dublin. Um, both of them, in sharing their stories, their pain, their hurt in the aftermath of what happened, both of them made two points that really stuck with me. Take a listen to Sandra. I didn't even look at the full video. I was just distraught. I was distraught. And I just said to Aisha, turn it off. I don't want to hear any more. And I had to go about my way of getting getting it took down. How could you be so desensitised to do that or not even look for a life bite to throw or someone that would maybe help him but video him? But I witnessed that back four, four years ago with my own daughter. They were actually filming my daughter's remains being took out of the river. So Some people are just so desensitised. There's no morals whatsoever. Like, you know, I, I just don't get where people are coming from. And that's Sandra talking to us about um, her own son and, and her daughter previously as well. And yesterday on the show, uh, we heard from another mother. One of the kids uh, made a footage of the whole attack. And this footage is actually going in social media, like TikTok and stuff like that. Sorry, with, the, was, with the, was the footage, when you say somebody who witnessed it recorded what happened, as in they, they recorded it as a witness to give to you or the guards, or did they put well, it in social media? I believe recorded just to put in social media because it was another child as well. But the good thing is they have the, the faces of all the boys that did that. So at least for that, it served because there is no excuse. We have the footage of the actual crime. So it's, it's going on around in social media. Is it still there now, do you know? I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, so in both instances, two separate, two totally separate cases, um, the incidents were recorded and shared on social media and I just you can listen back to both of those interviews they're on the News Talk app you'll be able to get them there through Lunchtime Live but put that to one side for the moment and just think about that for a moment like as the parent of a child or a teenager or a friend or a family member or a work colleague and in whatever case hearing that whatever assault or attack or incident that your own friend or family member was involved in, that being shared on social media. And I just, I, it really struck me yesterday and I, I don't want to understate that because I just, I thought to myself, how do we let that happen? Should we let it happen? And is there anything we can do about it? Maybe there isn't. We've had a lot of reaction from people today to this um, and I will bring in some of the messages. A lot of people actually getting in touch with us. But Ronan, uh, Ronan Lupton is a senior counsel and specialises in, in media and data law and Ronan's with us on the programme today. Ronan, will you just clarify first of all, and not talking about the, the, two, uh, the two instances that we played there, but in general terms, is it a crime to share Footages, footage of um, fatalities or assaults online, on social media. Good afternoon, Andrea. Firstly, before I say anything, I'd just like to express my deepest sympathies to the, the mother uh, uh, at the loss of her child uh, in that tragic incident that was recorded and put on the internet. It's absolutely horrendous that uh, that has occurred. 
And now to answer your question, um, the position is not great, I think, is the answer, to be honest with you, in relation to whether or not it's an offence. We've codified or put into law certain offences relating to the sharing of imagery, for example, intimate imagery and images that harass or using of machinery like mobile phones and tablets Mm. and computers to harass people online. But the difficulty, and I think most users will probably agree with this, is that once an image or a video or a clip or a rumour or something goes onto the internet, the genie is out of the bottle. And I'm sorry for putting it that way, but the reality is it's extremely difficult to try and control in a preemptive way um, content that goes up. So, for example, video sharing platforms, and we all know the big names um, in the sort of internet environment and the social media platforms, um, they don't, in fact, pre-moderate the content that goes up on their platforms because if they were to do that, they would need literally football pitches of people to try and control or use AI to try and control what goes up on the on their services. So it's practically impossible given the amount of content that goes up. But um, the, the, the government has brought in regulation in the last year under the Online um, Safety and Media Regulation Act 2022. And that act established the Commission Naman, which is the new media commission, and appointed four commissioners, one of whom is, is a very good and experienced lady called Neve Hodnett, and she's the Digital Safety Commissioner. So under her remit and under the new provisions of the Act, social media companies will be regulated by codes of conduct in Ireland. And one of the aspects of that regulation does include the uploading of imagery which tends to harass, intimidate and cause injury to other people. But is it an offence? I think it falls short, to be honest with you, of actually being codified okay. as a strict offence. So in the, that, that's kind of civil language, if you want. Yeah. Now, it can convert into an offence. So if you're harassing people, for example, uh, and using uh, video footage to humiliate, there are laws there already from a long, long time back under the 1997 Non-Fatal Offences Against the Person Act, for example, that would allow the Guardi to, 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 um, to at least investigate and then pro- probably prosecute. So we're not quite deficient when it comes to things after the fact. But it's the, it's the problem between getting the content taken down and then what damage occurs, you know, from the time of posting to the time of realisation that, look, either my reputation is, into, is tarnished or my child is, you know, a, a, a suicidal or whatever it happens to be as a result of imagery and bullying and harassment that goes on on the internet. It's a huge problem. Mm. You see, I, I think a lot of listeners probably thought maybe it's not a um you know as defined you know in in statute books as a criminal offence but i think a lot of people probably thought and it was only really when i i looked into it last night that we hear a lot about coco's law and we've spoke to jackie fox yeah. here on on lunchtime live in in recent recent times as well um about the change that that has brought about but actually what we're talking about here like if i go out today or somebody goes out and and records um, a fatal accident or an assault yep. and puts it online. That's that's not an intimate image. I'm not nope. distributing. Like I'm not breaking Coco's law. No, that's right. Uh, and the reality here, uh, and I'm speaking from a purist sort of let's call it nuts and bolts legal point of view for a minute. The citizens of Ireland have um, broad rights to freedom of expression. You know, oral, written, video, whatever you want, social media. So. There's a competing right between freedom of expression and privacy, and then there's a competing right between freedom of expression and criminality, and freedom of expression and regulation. So there's a bit of a sort of tug of war, if you want, from a legal point of view in terms of rights and expression and how that all operates. But you are correct. The European legal frameworks have allowed 
what's called the hosting defense. And I, I mentioned it in very simple terms earlier where people can go and post things online. They're not pre-moderated. What I mean by that is they're not looked at in terms of what the content says or does. It, it, they simply just post it. Well, they've and no guidelines, Ronan, around taste and decency. Like, I, I work in a broadcaster, in, in radio, in news talk, and we are bound, you know, by guidelines yeah. around taste and decency. And, and I can talk not, about not, things... Not about only it. that. Not only that. I mean, you're, you're bound by the press council in terms of taste and decency. You're bound by what would be, I guess, human standards of taste and decency in terms of what your editorial and yourselves as journalists would broadcast out there, but also the defamation laws. Now, they apply equally, by the way. There's no difference in relation to the application of the laws in terms of how things are broadcast to individuals and corporations. It's obviously more painful for a corporation to put something out there that's defamatory because they'll be sued for huge money. Whereas an individual, probably less so, but still could be huge money and, and orders to take information down from the internet or wherever else it's published. So you're right. Um, what you see at the moment is a situation where people uh, sit behind keyboards or mobile phones and think they can say and do whatever they want. They simply can't. Earlier in the week, um, I, I posted up a, a meme on my own, one of my own accounts and I said, you know, dance like no, nobody's watching, but email, text and post like it'll be read out in court someday. And that's exactly um, the position we're mm. in at the moment in the environment with the access to, I guess, uh, pervasive access to the Internet. And I'm not calling for, you know, full regulation, but certain decency and standards must be, uh, I guess, put in place. And you know what? It starts in the school. It starts in well, you know, education. I, I was just uh, talking to our own Jess Kelly, tech correspondent, um, here in, on you know uh, actually about we're chatting about this yesterday, and like the point she made was that yeah you, ha- you know we, there's always discussion around sex education and consent in schools and yeah. primary schools, and yet like you could say where's the with the tech education around it? Yeah, you know, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, in 24, I'm just tell you a story in terms of my history here. I worked in an internet company many years ago, but I was appointed to a, a board by um, the Minister for Communications, Pat Rabbit. I was actually, sorry, an advisory group to look at the Slain Girl content, which was a viral video um, at That's a Slain nice. concert that went around in 2014. We generated a report, and in that report, we talked about various structural changes that the government should adopt, including education and including um, the appointment of what is now the Internet um, Safety Advisor, or sorry, Commissioner, thankfully, and various other aspects. So we have caught up, but it's taken quite a long time. And then you saw again, when Coco's law came about, we, we'd seen a law from Commission report in 2016 recommending changes to the harassment law under Section 10 of the Non-Fatal Offences Against the Person Act. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're behind the curve. There's no two ways about that. Okay. And, and I, actually, I'd go further and say that the current regulations don't probably do enough. Now, you can't say you want to over-regulate either because that's not... No, and and I suppose the example I would give, you know, Ronan, two people is that, and I'm not talking, by the way, now necessarily about the the, the two cases that we heard about in the show this week, but that, you know, that is essentially, I suppose, where this conversation has stemmed from. But... Yes, you know, people will say, well, if I took out my phone, if I witnessed something now this afternoon and I take out my phone and I, I record it and I'm doing it um, in in good faith and with with the sole intention of I've, I'm an eyewitness, I've witnessed this yeah. attack, I'm whatever, car accident, I'm going to re- record it and I'm giving the footage um, to the Gardaí. And for me, that is quite similar to the guards looking for CCTV footage. That's the same as them right. as we often hear about them appealing for dash cam footage of incidents. For me, what is very different is that if I take out that and I either A, stream it live on a social media site or B, I record it with the intention, never give it to the guards and put it up on social media sites with commentary. And they're, they're very different things. That's correct. And, and I think, in fact, the, the state should look at empowering the guardie to receive 
reports in a better way. In other words, that if you do see a road traffic incident or accident or a, an assault, in, including the assault that was reported on this piece uh, that we're talking about earlier in the week, that you can actually use the, the, the evidence that you have from video or footage to, 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 to bring it to the Gardaí. And again, there's a resourcing question there in terms of how you would send it to them, who investigates it and all of those things. And that's, that's a matter for the state and for the Minister for Justice to look at. And I, I do think we're missing a trick there. But then separately to your point about, you know, some sort of prurient or, 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 or um, I guess, funny ha-ha, look at, look at what happened here and what we have is a fatality. You know, that that is not um, the way people should behave on the internet or in, in any walk of life. You just wouldn't do it if you were transacting with somebody on a one-to-one basis. So why would you put it on your Facebook page or your, your Twitter account or whatever it is where you have multiple followers just for the crack, you know, or, or for whatever way you want mm. to put it? It's not on. Now, so who has the role in that? So what I mentioned to you earlier about the Online Safety and Media Regulation Act, what will come eventually will be a individual complaints mechanism. And I was also appointed to um, Minister Catherine Martin's working group on that particular issue, where individuals can make complaints to the regulator, but there's a sort of stopgap in the middle, which is you must bring your complaint to the social media company first. And of course, that's very tricky if it's on multiple platforms. You can spend your life But sure once it's up, it's up, wrong. Correct. It's there, Jean and I'm Bottle thinking Bottle of the this this the, you know the the two stories this week, and when it's yeah. out, and the pain and the hurt, and everything totally. that comes with that, in in the aftermath of in one instance, you know, fa- fatal, tra- uh, f- you know, a fatality. Yeah. Some of the texts in from listeners on this today. This texter says, "I would agree that showing attacks is extremely distasteful. Perhaps we should all." be adult enough, yeah, not to watch, maybe even adult enough to realise that social media is more harmful than good and delete these type of apps as one texter. Another listener, what's happening in the country that people think uploading any kind of footage like this is acceptable? Social media platforms need to be held to account for allowing this sort of thing to be distributed and the people that do it also need to be held accountable. Without repercussion, we'll only get worse as a society. You see, it does open up a larger question around what does it say about us in 2023 that, uh, that people, you know, as was the first instance, is to record and share for clicks and likes. Another texter, I understand the sensitivity around the issue, but my own son was approached on his way home from school by a number of individuals who wanted to take his phone. He was able to handle himself, hit one of the attackers as a result. This individual needs medical attention. If it wasn't for a random video of the event, my son would never have been vindicated. Two sides always, says this texter. Do you think we'll ever see change, Ronan, just finally on this? Oh, we will. I, I, we will. We will absolutely. I mean, the European framework under the Digital Services Act, which is a new piece of legislation, starts in full force next February, and that that allows um, the institutions, including the national regulators, to take further steps. And we'll have a digital content supervisor here, which is all they're all big words, right? Mm. But it's a movement in the right direction, Andrea. That's the reality of it. Now, we do we do need to do more in the criminal vocabulary and resource the guards more more efficiently and more properly to receive. Again, back to the texture, that sort of evidence is compelling if you think about it. Instead of having to go to a shop and say, can I have the CCTV footage that you may or may not have uh, of an incident that could or could not have happened on the street where my son was attacked and he attacked back or whatever to try and vindicate his name, it's a very difficult position to find yourself in. But I have some confidence that we're moving in the right okay. direction. But again, you're back to this thing of the speed by which people yeah. load things, they don't think about it, they're sort of desensitised to the content. I, I just I, don't, I, I, I never, under, I don't know how we'll ever legislate for human behaviour. Unfortunately, I don't think we can, but look, we'll have to leave it for the moment. Ronan Lupton, Senior Counsel Specialist in Media and Data Law. Ronan, thanks for your time on the show today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. 
Weekdays at midday on News Talk.